Steel of the Blue Jays now, uh, and we have with us uh, Gregor Chisholm, Blue Jays columnist for the Toronto Star. Gregor, Gregor, welcome. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Our, our pleasure. So, I mean, first let's deal with the onslaught. I mean, that, that run production is, is unprecedented. Um, it, it's sort of like watching, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's a massive build because they all, and many people have detailed this, they, they play off each other. The chemistry, the offensive chemistry is startling, isn't it? No, it really is. And, I mean, this past weekend certainly looked like someone was playing a video game on rookie mode. I mean, it really looked that easy for, for certain stretches. I mean, this, this series didn't start out that way, obviously. Uh, but the way they're finishing and the note that they're finishing, uh, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, that, that is obviously the benefit of this lineup. Uh, when these guys get hot, a lot of them tend to get hot at the same time, and there's a bit of a snowball effect. Uh, the downside is that, you know, it does work the other way at times. I mean, we've seen this, this club go through some offensive droughts too. And so, uh, that certainly could happen again before the end of the year. But I mean, the Jays are obviously going to ride this wave for, for as long as they possibly can. And it'll be interesting in, in this upcoming series against Tampa Bay because that pitching staff will obviously be a, a much bigger test than an Orioles team that really is like the, equi- the equivalent at this point of a minor league baseball team. Uh, so here we sit in mid-September, Tampa at home for three, Minnesota at home for three, then on the road to Tampa, Minnesota again, and then at home to New York, and then they close off at home to Baltimore. Nice homestand to close it out. Uh, and, and I agree with you, there's going to be, it's going to, it's, the market's going to correct itself. They're going to have uh, some time where they're not going to produce the runs. Uh, but, but I think, uh, you know, the sample size is there. I, I'm not going to say their, their job is done by any stretch, but, but they've certainly taken control of their situation, haven't they? No, they certainly have. And I mean, what's remarkable is, is how quickly they've, they've started to kind of control their own fate. I mean, I, I think when you looked at the standings a, a week or two ago, uh, I mean, it was an uphill battle, obviously. And, and the Jays were going to need to get an awful lot of help along the way in order to climb the standings. Well, I mean, one way to kind of make the help on yourself is, is to go on such a such a long winning streak like they have. So they've really gained ground a lot faster than, than I or pretty much anyone else would have thought. And so, uh, I mean, now you're, you're in a position where you can control your own fate a little bit, especially the fact that you do have uh, one more series against the Yankees remaining uh, and, and kind of put you in position to, to, to see something down the stretch. And ultimately, that, that's what you're looking for. But, I mean, the schedule does kind of play in the Jays' favor now. I mean, it, if, if they were trying to play catch-up and, uh, you know, they were, they were trailing, uh, you know, both the Red Sox and the Yankees by a lot of games and didn't have much games remaining against them, maybe playing teams like Minnesota would, would kind of hamper their ability to make up ground. Uh, but if you're in the driver's seat, which the Jays are right now, I mean, those are the teams you want to be playing. Even though the pressure's off a team like Minnesota, I mean, you'd rather have those matchups, obviously, than uh, uh, the ones. you got a couple tough ones against the Rays coming up. But besides that, I mean, I mean it really could work in their favor. Uh, interesting piece by you in the star and, and it deals with with vladdy uh, you know it, it's funny almost uh you know maybe a month ago maybe less than a month ago everybody was worried about about fatigue uh sort of uh slowing down his progress but he's back with a vengeance and, and you know now in in triple crown territory do you think he can do that i think he's going to come up a little bit short but he has he has a chance and i mean the 
at this point in time of the season, that's all you can really ask for. I mean, it's pretty amazing that we're even, you know, talking about this and what really is his first full season in the major leagues. I mean, he had last year's abbreviated schedule. Year before that, it was was a fresh rookie, uh, and so I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago around these parts that that we were talking about how he wasn't living up to expectations. And now, I mean, you're talking about a guy who had been hyped for about five or six years before his arrival. I mean, somehow he's actually exceeding those expectations right now, and we're really watching one of the the greatest offensive seasons. Uh, in Blue Jays history and the fact that he's doing it at this age is, is stunning and so you know can he do it he absolutely can because all he needs to do is, is get hot uh, stay hot o- over these final two weeks and he can make the push I mean uh, even with the home runs of Shohei Otani uh, the average he's, he's been the leader there for for a good chunk of the year and uh, you know, he's, he's only a handful of RBIs behind Jose Abreu. So, uh, I mean, if he goes on, continues to go on one of his kind of classic tears, he can absolutely get there. We have seen some guys come close before, like Christian Yelich and J.D. Martinez very recently in 2018. They, they came very, very close and just came up short. So if I were predicting something, I'd probably say just because it's so hard to do that he will come up just short. But, I mean, really all it does is going to take a, a two strong weeks from him, and, and it'll be right there for the taking. It, it, oddly enough, and this sort of typifies the world that we are in now, the altered state is that we could have such a fantastic story like that. Uh, he could win the Triple Crown, and yet because of a, a baseball outlier, the Otani story, a, a complete one-off, he, he probably wouldn't win the MVP. Bizarre, isn't it? It really is. It, it, to a certain extent, it reminds me a little bit of the debate. It's very different, but a little similar to 2012 when Miguel Cabrera, I, I mean, until the last couple of weeks, he wasn't really the front runner, despite uh, having a triple crown season. It was a lot of people were thinking that that was going to be Mike Trout's year, and so the dialogue this one this time around is a little bit dif- different. It's a little bit simpler this time uh, because Otani is just such a special case. I mean, uh, it, it would be one thing if he was just a league average pitcher or a below average pitcher, just someone who kind of used as like a fourth, fifth starter and was putting up the offensive numbers he's putting up. But I mean, he was he was a legitimate All Star pitcher this year. Uh, you know, he's coming off a rough start recently, uh, but for the most part, most of the year, he's had an ERA under three, and then you're talking about a guy who's also the Major League home run leader. So I just don't really know how you compete with that, but certainly if, if you kind of narrow it down just a little bit in terms of position players, uh, I mean, there's no doubt that, that Vladdy's not only just the American League MVP in that scenario, I mean, he's the most valuable position player in all of Major League Baseball this year. Uh, and it, it's just the fact that Otani, I mean, you, you just can't really compare it to when you add in the value on the mound and also, uh, you know, in the batter's box, it's hard to compete against that. It's almost a freakish story. I mean, you've got a guy here who could win a triple crown and, and, and will likely lead his team into the playoffs and, and maybe deep. We don't know that, right? Uh, that, that could, and of course the MVP is based on the regular season, but he could be a catalyst for Jay's success in the postseason and still be edged out by that. I mean, it's, I call it a freaky story because you'll probably never see it again. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, especially because, I mean, Otani, in theory, could do this multiple years, obviously. But at the same time, I mean, so much has to go right yeah. for him. I mean, he's been around for a few years now and just wasn't able to, to stay healthy in terms of being that regular contributor, especially on the mound. So whether or not he's going to be able to do it again kind of remains to be seen. But, I mean, this certainly was the year he put it all together. Uh, you know, the other sort of odd thing about the, the Vladdy story is, it, you're right, uh, totally heralded from from the moment the Jays uh, had him in, in their development system and, and highly regarded, 
but actually what we're seeing now is is even better than we would have expected. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And that's I was trying to get into that in my piece in the Star the other day as well, because that that to me is the most impressive thing. I mean, talk about pressure on that guy coming up. Uh, it's not very often you become a household name, basically, by the time you're 16. And, and pretty much from the day he signed with the Jays, um, that's kind of what he was. I mean, that's uh, part of that was because of the hoopla that kind of came around the signing. Obviously, a huge part of that is because of who his father was. Uh, and then the numbers he put up along the way only added to that pressure. And so, I mean, we saw a little bit of that over the last couple of years take take a bit of a toll. But, you know, it was it was sometimes easy to forget during that stretch because we had been paying attention to him for a few years before he arrived that, I mean, this was, this was a guy who was, who was so young, still is so young right now. Uh, and if it was anybody else, I mean, the numbers he was putting up, you know, last year, even in his rookie season, they were, they were still solid numbers. I mean, something that if, was, if he was any other prospect in baseball, numbers that you're probably pretty happy with. But because people came, you know, expecting him to be almost an all-star right away, uh, you, I think there was, you know, some part of the fan base that was a little bit disappointed, kind of waiting for those big numbers to arrive. But now, I mean, it's almost the opposite. I mean, even if you expected him to be an all-star at this point in time, I don't think there were too many people who thought, you know, basically at age 22 uh, that he would be, you know, an MVP candidate, would be in the running for uh, the Triple Crown and, and would be the clear front runner as the most valuable position player in all of baseball this year. I mean, that, that's, that's another level of stardom that... I don't think people really would have expected to see for at least another couple of years. And the fact that he's doing it right now is, is pretty scary because, I mean, he's got a long runway ahead of him in terms of uh, opportunities to make his mark in future seasons. And, and the fact he's doing it, you know, in his first full year, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's stunning. That's even better than we would have thought. Well, and he sort of typifies, I think, the Blue Jay forecast, and I think a lot of people sort of started the year thinking, okay, well, we'll see some development this year and, and see where it goes in the future. But uh, certainly over the last month, uh, it, it's it's caught fire, and, and he leads the way. I mean, this this is exceeding expectations, isn't it? I would think so. Like, there's... I had them pegged kind of going into the year as, as kind of being in the mix for the wild card spot, being kind of a fringe playoff team, and so in, in some regards, it is going kind of the way I thought it was. Uh, but then on the flip side, the, the narrative for the season has changed. And I, I think it's changed in part because of you've had guys like Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon as well, who, I mean, they are basically the, the top free agent signings last year. I mean, he had been, you know, made even bigger impacts than, than a guy like George Springer, who, who got most of the headlines. But uh, the fact that you got those guys both on, on one year deals, veteran type pieces. I mean, we've been looking at this Jay season as kind of a building block for the future years. You thought, okay, if they get a little bit closer to the postseason, if they at least get in and play one wild card game, it's mission accomplished because the best years are still to come. I mean, that, that still is true, but at the same time, uh, because of the contributions you're getting elsewhere from some of the veteran type pieces they added, I mean, this is really an opportunity now that, that they really want to take advantage of. And you add in a guy like Jose Barrios, the fact that they, you know, they added stuff at the deadline. To me, the goal needs to be a little bit higher now. This is, 
this isn't just a building block type year. This is a year where you can legitimately do some damage. Uh, and you need to take advantage of that because you, you really don't know. I mean, even though the expectation would be that this is going to be a four or five year type situation where the Jays every single year are contending. I mean, we've seen so many baseball seasons go sideways because of injuries, because of guys who underperform. Uh, the fact that you're in a position right now where you can strike uh, and the fact that you do have a couple of big name potential free agents this off season. I mean, this is really kind of a perfect time to strike, uh, and so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they finish up. And so, if they if they get into the playoffs and lose the wild card game, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like I said, because of the, the future that they still have, but it would be it would be a missed opportunity for this group. This team, uh, you know, really connects with the marketplace, with the Toronto fan base. Um, it's, you know, it's got some some great names on it. People you can identify with. People you want to go to the ballpark to see play. Uh, it kind of throws me back into the mid '80s uh, with the Dominican players, and, and certainly the success in the early '90s. Then again, uh, six, five or six years ago, same type of feel. You know that something good is going to happen. I, I think maybe what's what's unique about this team more so than the others, and the others had it, mind you, but but this team really. Has, I don't think you use this term much in, in baseball. Great chemistry amongst the players. Would you agree? They do. No, they do. Absolutely, for sure. And I, I think part of that is, is you know the fact that a lot of these guys came up at the same time. Kind of as you touched on. I mean, this is a group that has been around for a while. But then they've they've done some nice. They've done a nice job. The front office has done a nice job of adding the right complementary pieces. Uh, I mean, George Springer, even though he's missed a, obviously a huge chunk of this year, seems to really uh, fit in well with that core. Uh, Simeon is a, is a guy who is really perfect for, for this type of team. I mean, he's, he's that solidifying kind of veteran influence that, that you would love to have, and you can see it based on the interactions on the field. In the dugout reporters, we don't get to see as much of the interactions behind the scenes this year because of COVID, but uh, I'm sure the clubhouse is the exact same thing. And you really, you really need to have a bit of a mix of that because if, if that was the, if it was just the young core and nothing else, and then I do think inexperience at some point would take a toll. But I mean, just, just think back to this last month and how many, uh, you know, big moments that Simeon's had, how many big starts that a guy like Ray has had. Uh, I mean, I mean, the entire package there is pretty good, and, and the chemistry certainly backs that up. Uh, these guys certainly enjoy each other. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's as important in baseball as in other sports. Um, you know, the Jays in 2015 and 16 had very, very good teams. I don't think they had much in the way of chemistry. Uh, but I mean, if you had a choice between having it or not, obviously you'd like to have it, and, and this group certainly does. Gregor, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. No problem, anytime.